Peace be to you. In the Cardinal of England. Let us begin with the question. Kia ora, now my hadamai to another episode of Curiously Catholic. I'm Dominic Malangieri. Let me tell you about the big things we have planned for Evangelion this year. At Evangelion, we don't want to just be another ministry amongst ministries. We want to revolutionize the way New Zealand Catholics live out their faith by making evangelism both easy and common to share the truth and love and bring everyone to the fullest expression of faith in God. In the last couple of years, we've flown out speakers from the US and toured them across New Zealand, which is great. It really is fantastic, but it's nowhere near enough. We need to change the way that we see Catholicism and we want to bridge the gap between New Zealand and the wider church throughout the world, bringing the best from overseas to these shores and sharing it with Kiwis so that we can be equipped to make disciples of all nations, starting with Aotearoa. That means getting Catholic content printed here in New Zealand and creating high-quality Kiwi Catholic content, then traveling throughout the country and ensuring that this becomes accessible to all who seek it. To make these things a reality, we need you. We are looking for mission partners to pray, to donate, and to get involved in kingdom building. Uh, we're looking for to expand our operations to a wider audience, to host more talks and produce regular informative content like this podcast, Curiosity Catholic. In order to achieve this, we're building a partnership program. Monthly investors in Evangelion will get access to exclusive content, free merchandise, and discounted complimentary tickets to all our big nationwide events. The terms and conditions are in the description below, so go down there to see more information. But we would love to take you out for a coffee or a Zoom call to share this vision of Evangelion with you in more detail, to answer any questions that you might have, and to see if there's any way that you can help us to reach our goals. To hit the, So hit the link below and uh, show your expression of in- interest, and as fast as you can say, Curiously Catholic, Evangelize New Zealand in Aotearoa, it's getting too long, and as, as quick as you can imagine, we're going to call you and we're going to arrange that coffee or that Zoom call because we want to work with you. We want to collaborate. We don't want to just be out here on our own trying to change the world. We want to do it with God's people. So do get in touch with us. Check out our website, evangelion.co.nz, and do think about subscribing and investing in this mission. So that's the uh, pre-spiel. That's what we're getting up to this uh, year in uh, Evangelion. And the podcast is going to be every two weeks, so twice a month. And we're going to be giving updates on what we're doing with Evangelion first, and then we're going to be doing a bit of reflection. So let's get on to that. Let's talk a bit about some Catholic life. So this year, we have a very interesting clash, with an obvious winner, of course, but we have an interesting one nonetheless, and I think it'll leave people feeling quite conflicted, maybe quite relieved, because Valentine's Day is on the same day as Ash Wednesday. What? Wednesday? (laughs) Ash Wednesday? And Valentine's Day have combined. So what do we do? How do we do this? What does this mean? Does God not love love? Why would he do this? Why would he be so mean? Time for a crisis of faith. Ash Wednesday is the only obligatory day of fasting and abstinence, one of the only ones in the year, and definitely the only one during Lent, as Deacon Harold pointed out whilst he was here last year. So we are required to fast on this day. This is the requirement. So what do we do? Sorry, ladies, it looks like there's no chocolates this year. 
maybe not even going out for a romantic meal with your spouse. But what? So how do we how do we navigate this as Catholics? Is the real question. And reflecting on this, I've come to realise that maybe Ash Wednesday is the perfect way to celebrate Valentine's Day. A couple of things come to mind. What is Valentine's Day? In the uh, secular calendar, it's the day that you profess your love to all, to your, not all your significant others, hopefully, just to your significant other. That would be an insignificant other, wouldn't it? Anyway, to to is professing your love in a very um, hallmarky way to your, you know, significant other, to your spouse, ideally. Uh, and I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, a, a heart. I remember when I was a very young lad, a very young lad, I uh, made my own cards out of pink card, made heart shapes, and wrote Valentine's cards to people. Yeah, that's right, a bit of a romantic. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's things like that. It's like pink, it's fluffy, it's hearts, it's chocolates, it's flowers, and it's saying I love you in very romantic ways to people you love, uh, ideally one person, ideally your spouse. Um, so that's what Valentine's Day has become, but we've got to remember there's, there's heaps of videos out there, so I'm not going to go into it in detail, but saint valentine was a real person i believe a bishop and he was imprisoned and he wrote letters to people now it doesn't sound very hallmarky to me because he's obviously not going to be entering into a relationship with somebody and getting married it's not going to be a, a little rom-com situation but like you know the details you can look that up i'm not going to talk about that and that's what saint valentine is that's who saint valentine is and what we're celebrating is a feast day a liturgical feast day in the church where we remember this great saint which sounds way more boring than the hallmark version but i think what's more important here the more pressing issue is ash wednesday so what is ash wednesday what is the point and why even do it which is a great question to ask, I think, for most things that we do just in life. Why are we doing this? What's the point in it? Why not just dote on your spouse or significant other this particular Ash Wednesday? Because God is love, right? He should want you to enrich. The, he should want to enrich what is a type of the Trinity in our marriage—the self-giving, self-donating love, which is so powerful it brings about a third. That's the Trinity. That's marriage. The third in the Trinity is the Holy Spirit. The third in our marriage is a baby. Or fourth, or fifth, or sixth. We're not quite there yet. Anyway, right. So, um, so what can we what can we be expected of this Ash Wednesday? Well, let's think about what does Ash Wednesday teach us. What's the phrase that you hear? We are dust, or you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Not something I put on your Valentine Day card. The point is of Ash Wednesday is to reorient ourselves towards what is actually true, what is actually good and what is actually beautiful and to encourage us to reflect on things in our lives that are taking us away from God because this is the beginning of Lent. This is a season in the desert. This is us going towards the chosen land as we see in the book of Exodus which is also part of a program that I'm part of. You might have heard of it, Exodus 90. So in the books of Exodus, God is putting his people um, that started with Abraham and through that process uh, going through the desert and Pulling, us, pulling away from the slavery that we've been entrapped in, that we've put ourselves in. In the case of the Israelites, it's in Egypt. In case of us, it's name your, name your vice. Um, and from the outside, especially if we're looking at the book of Exodus, it seems that God is putting these people through torture. They go through the plagues and then 40 years in the desert. And having sat with this um, book for the last five years, how I start every year, uh, I've come to look at it slightly different. It's not just a 
series of harsh practices that are hard to do and see if I can do it for the whole of Lent or in case of Exodus 90 for 90 days. But it's more of a sitting with the people of Israel and looking at what is God doing. Don't focus on the micro, which is the cold showers, the no milk in your coffee, and so on and so forth. But look at the macro. It's like, what is God trying to do? And it is that reorientating God's people towards God. Because in the book of Exodus, and again, in our, in our life, they've become entrenched in Egyptian culture, or we've become entrenched in secular culture. And by that, I don't just mean, oh, they eat Egyptian food, they listen to Egyptian music, they wear Egyptian clothes, but they started worshipping Egyptian gods. They started following Egyptian theology, I guess. And it's it's not of God. It's not what God has in mind for us. And therefore, we're not going to get to where God wants us to be, which is with him. And so we need to be taken out of that and like kind of shaken and woken up. And then not only that, but we need to be formed in a particular way of being. So Exodus 90 does it over 90 days because it takes 90 days to form a habit. So that's something to bear in mind. We're only doing it for 40 during Lent. Um, so they need to be taken away from all those things. And if you look at the plagues, there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of writings that show actually what they're doing in the plagues, what God is doing is he's, he's breaking down the Egyptian gods, like the, the, the frogs are the God of fertility. The Nile was the, the main source of, I think it was like life. Uh, and so it's showing that all these things are, 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 aren't God. These things aren't worthy of their worship. And he breaks it all down, all the plagues, and he protects Israel, and he sets them apart, and he gives them a way of life, and he sends them into desert so that they can come away from that uh, temptation to go back to it. You know, when we look to um, Lent, and this is the time for us to say, okay, let's get rid of everything that we've come to use as a comfort, which isn't because it's bad, but because maybe we've lent on it too hardly, like, like you know, the, the common one is phone. You know, put away your phone for 40 days to see if it's actually something that's giving you life or it's taking away from you. And I could go into that more ad nauseum, but I won't because uh, I don't want to nauseate you. Um, so leaving behind those things, um, we've come to find rest in it instead of finding rest in God. And now I, d I don't want to over sound over over pious as like i'm going to put down my phone i'm just gonna be praying all the time because i also have three children so that means i when i'm at home i'm just constantly putting out fires because they start fires now um yeah it's, it's, there's always something to to attend to and so what i found is putting down my phone isn't necessarily like oh now i can take rest in god but now i can be present to the world around me and i can learn more i can see more and i can do more it's been quite beautiful so far uh, so instead of finding rest in God, we've turned to our phones, we've turned to sweet foods, we've turned to other comforts like, oh, I just have to have my w warm shower, I have to have a hot shower after work, otherwise I can't de-stress. And like, those things are legitimate, though, you know, but like, are they, are they so good that it's worth not turning to God in that instance is the question we need to ask ourselves. So we want to leave those things behind and we need, and we need to reduce them to ash. We need to burn it off and uh, go through a refiner's fire, which again, these things are all like big biblical concepts, all Ash Wednesday concepts. And we need to burn it away and um, walk with the Lord. And just like the, it is, it is uncomfortable, like the Israelites going through Egypt. 
not going through Egypt, going through the desert and going through those plagues. It it is a little bit uncomfortable, but coming through to the other side and uh, allowing God to be our providence instead of turning to our own means. So, um, like one of the gifts I found doing Exodus ninety this year is during the fast days. You're essentially going to only allow one meal a day. And like I do shift work and it's hard work, 12 hour shift, one meal a day. It sounds insane, but leaning into that and turning to God instead of uh, worrying about, will I get enough food? Will I be okay? Has um, shown me that like, actually, yeah, I do rely on food way too much and I can survive not only can I just like survive, but even thrive? I've I've been work I've worked a twelve hour shift on one meal, and been absolutely fine. I'm getting to the point. It's like, do I even need to eat anymore? I do, but like, le- learning to turn to God in the, in in my breaks, when I've got a moment, instead of saying, oh, I've got five minutes, I'll just go on my phone for five minutes. It's like just say a quick prayer. When I go on my breaks at work, instead of like, you know, I'm going to read a good book, you know, it could be like a Jordan Peterson or C.S. Lewis or Tolkien. It's like, they're they're good things, but why don't I just actually turn to God in this moment, read the Bible, do a rosary. And then what I'm doing is in my moments of break, I'm turning to God. And then through that, Lord is providing for me. And I'm not, so I'm hanging my hat on something stronger than social media or YouTube and uh, turning to God. And it's, it's having a, a, a good effect. So, um, so instead of turning to scrolling or our creature comforts, we turn to God to help us find true love, to fall deeply in love with he who is love. Bringing it back to the Valentine's Day theme. You are dust and to dust you shall return. Jesus died and rose again that we might have life and live it abundantly. Husbands, take up your mission to love your wives as Christ loved the church, and wives, submit to your husbands in his mission to love and protect you. Ash Wednesday seems to me to be the perfect Valentine's Day. Because, in as far as the secular holiday goes, it is calling us to love, and love calls us outside of ourselves. But God is calling us to go deeper than that, to burn away all the things that are keeping us from love, all the things that are hindering us from loving God and therefore loving others, because it's from him that we receive love. So this Ash Wednesday, let's celebrate the Lord and make a commitment to change ourselves so that we might become more like love himself, for the one who loved us first, for those we love especially. My name is Donald Algeri. This is Curiously Catholic. Stay blessed and God bless. Christ.